119. 119 verses 89 to 96. And let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, this evening we recognize, even as these little voices have just reminded us that you, Lord, that you are big, that you are strong, and you are mighty. Lord, we know these things to be true, and yet sometimes it's difficult to remember that. When the situations around us in life seemed bigger. And yet, Lord, even as we were reminded tonight, our God is so big, so strong and so mighty. There's nothing that you, Lord, cannot do. Lord, give us faith to believe that and to respond in faithfulness this week in light of these truths. Even in this passage this evening, remind us, Lord, of who you are. Remind us of the hope that we have in your unchanging nature. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 119, 89 to 96. Follow along as I read. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You established the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours. Save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen the consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. As we remember kind of the context of where we find ourselves in Psalm 119, the psalmist is constantly returning to the word of God, this foundation on which he is built. He's constantly going back and talking about his love for the word of God. Yet, as we've seen the last several Wednesday nights, the psalmist finds himself currently in a place of affliction. He's going through something, and and at one point it started at least as a response to his sin. It was a, a punishment, and he recognized that, and he thanked the Lord for his goodness in that. And yet now it's, it's moved beyond that. That has been dealt with, and yet this affliction remains, and the psalmist finds himself in the midst of this affliction, unsure of why the Lord has chosen to leave this, and yet still affirming his trust in the Word of God. And that's where we find ourselves as we turn to verse 89. In fact, it's a verse that you probably are very familiar with. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It's a verse that is often used doctrinally to prove the immutability of God and of his word. Immutability, that's a word that means unchanging. Unable to change. God and his word is immutable. And yet it's interesting and and I think good for us to pause here and to understand the context in which this 
verse that we so often use to prove a doctrine, but to find in the context in which this verse is found. You see, the psalmist is not here writing a systematic theology. He is going through something in his life, and he is clinging to this truth. It is in the context of the psalmist's affliction, the context of the constantly changing circumstances of life that is all around him, that the psalmist here finds comfort in the one thing that will never change. That is the Lord and his word. Everything else around me is changing. I am facing affliction. Things are being upheaved and turned over, and yet this one thing forever, O Lord, your word is settled. He clings to that truth. It is settled in heaven. It can't be touched by any army on earth or any circumstances here on earth. It is settled in heaven. It is sure. It is guaranteed. In fact, the very settled nature of God's word is because of the immutability of God himself. God's word does not change because God himself does not change. The faithfulness of his word is found in the faithfulness of God himself. So the psalmist takes comfort in this truth that forever, O Lord, your word, it is settled. And not just there. Not just your word is settled as if the the truth cannot change, right? What's true is true. It's always true. Two plus two always equals four. That's not going to change. It's not just a general truth. It's settled. But the psalmist here is even focusing in on promises that you have given me. It's not just that the Bible is settled. It's that the promises that are in the word of God, the promises that you have given me, those still stand. Those are settled. Guaranteed. It is your faithfulness, verse 90, that endures to all generations. The faithfulness of God that never runs out. Your God is faithful and he will never stop being faithful. That is who he is. So the psalmist here is not just holding on to some cold truth. He is clinging to these personal promises. What God has said, God will do, period. There are no circumstances that can change God's unchanging word. In fact, I want to pause here and get some participation. We normally don't do participation on Wednesdays. I'm going to put you on the spot. You see, the psalmist finds hope here in the unchanging word of God, these promises that the Lord has made to him that he is clinging to. And so my question to you is let's rehearse some promises. What are some promises in God's word that he has given to us that we know, regardless of what the world around us is happening, regardless of what is shaking, regardless of what is being turned over, we know that these promises will still stand, that God will fulfill them. What are some promises that we can cling to like that? Yes, Eric. Exactly right. I'll never leave you or forsake you. We'll go here and then back there to Keith. Yeah, Second Peter 1. Those are both ones I wrote down already. Yeah. Um, Hold on a second. Keith. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Pastor Hogue, did I see a hand there? Yeah. Yep. Hebrews 13, 5. That's exactly right. Any others? Yes, Gail. Yeah, yeah, based on the fact that Jesus is coming again, right? And many promises that he has given us. John 14, 3, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17. Um, don't mourn as those who have no hope. Um, Revelation 1, 7, Jesus is coming again. It's a promise that we know is true. Yes, that's a crackhead. Yeah, First Corinthians ten thirteen. Yeah, yeah, and along that same line, uh, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Uh, James four, four eight. Yeah. Yeah, John three sixteen. Yeah, exactly right. The gospel, right? That is a promise that we can cling to. Uh, along with the, the idea that he will never, uh, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Yes? Yeah, peace. Uh, another one that promises peace that I went to, uh, Philippians uh, 4.7, the peace of God that passes understanding. Keep your hearts in Christ Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Never alone. Yeah. 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 You could do pretty much all of Romans 8. You could just walk through Romans 8, right? No condemnation. Romans 8, 18, God is making all things new and things to come are be nothing compared, the, the, the suffering now is nothing compared to what is coming. Romans 8, 28, all things for good. Um, the end of Romans 8, uh, the love of God, that cannot be separated from the love of God. Was that whole chapter, probably whole lots of chapters. But, yeah. Faithful and just to forgive us, yes. Yeah. Lean on your own. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He does not change. That's exactly right. Um, Philippians 4.19, my God will supply all your needs. Uh, we, could, we could keep going all night, right? There, there's these promises, and we go to those promises, and we cling to those promises, and we have hope in those promises. Why? Because as the psalmist says here, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Those promises would not be much to hold on to if we never knew if God was going to change his mind. 
If, if maybe God wasn't sovereign and, and maybe an army could overthrow him, well, when he's overthrown, his promises go with him. But this we know, that our God is sovereign. He is all-powerful. He is immutable, unchanging. And therefore, his promises stand and always will. His word never changes. It is settled in heaven. So, like the psalmist, we find comfort and hope in these truths. Verse 90, going on, you establish the earth and it abides. Getting there again to, to God's power. Not just his immutability, but his power as creator and as sustainer. His providence. They continued this day according to your ordinances for all are your servants. Ultimately, everything is under God's rule. Everything ultimately accomplishes God's purpose. Because he is all-powerful, sovereign, immutable God. In fact, verse 92, unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. Because the psalmist rejoices in God's word, he's able to stand even through these afflictions. If he did not have the solid foundation of the unchanging word of God, who knows where he would be, what shaken foundation he would be founded on. But he is founded on the sure foundation of the immutable word of the immutable God. Unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. Verse 93, I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I will never forget your precepts. We are so prone to forgetfulness. I, in particular, am very prone to forgetfulness. But may we have the same resolve as the psalmist here to never forget when, we, when God's word is properly valued, it will be properly cherished. And may we, like the psalmist, properly value and cherish the word of God. I will never forget these things. I will write them down. I will meditate on them. I will rehearse them to myself and to others over and over and over again. For by them you have given me life. In fact, that reminds me of a passage that... Um, Pastor Greg had mentioned it when we were talking about promises. 2 Peter 1. Beautiful passage. Verses 3 to 4. Starting verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, of Jesus our Lord, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. These exceedingly great and precious promises even as the psalmist rehearses here, by them you have given me life. These promises, they're, they're not just a good luck charm. They're everything. They are everything. So verse 94, with confidence then, based on verses 89 to 93, with confidence then, the psalmist can say, I am yours. Because God doesn't change, his word doesn't change, his promises don't change. This I am confident of, that I am yours. So Lord, save me. 
It harkens back even to verse 86, the end of verse 86, where the psalmist says, all your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. And he ends this psalm with a cry, help me. He's running to the Lord. He's going to the right place for help. And once again here in verse 94, after soothing his soul with these uh, unchanging truths, he cries out once again, I am yours, save me. His affliction still has not passed. And yet here he recognizes that neither has his hope passed. It is not gone. I am still the Lord's. He is still God. He is still faithful. His word is still settled in heaven. So I will cling to these truths. I have sought your precepts. The wicked wait for me to destroy me. The idea there is they lie and wait. They are ready. But I will consider your testimonies. The psalmist will not be intimidated. He will not, um, or he will not be intimidated, but he will hold fast to his immutable God and to his word that cannot change, that is settled in heaven. Regardless of his enemies, regardless of their plans, regardless of what they do to him. I will hold fast. I will trust in the Lord to save me. Verse 96, I have seen the consumption of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. I'm going to be honest. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, so I'm going to let Ron come up here and explain it to us. <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I've been thinking on this verse all day. <laughs> it's, um, I'm actually going to read just a section from a commentary where a commentator explains it in plain English. Even the best human efforts reach their limits. By contrast, the Lord's command has no limit, so it transcends all that humans can accomplish or even attempt. The implication is that to live for anything other than what the Lord commands is to invite disappointment and defeat. I have seen all these around me, their pursuit of perfection, it all falls short. It all comes to an end because we live in a broken world. But there's one thing that lasts. There is one thing that never changes, and that is the word of God. The unchanging word of our unchanging God. So, application, bringing this all to a, cl cl to a close. Psalm 119, 89 to 96. In a constantly changing world, cling to your faithful God and his unchanging word. In the constantly changing word, like the psalmist, find your hope in the unchanging word of your unchanging God. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Find hope in that. Cling to that truth. Even this week, whatever comes up, or, or in the next year, right? We're still at the beginning of the year. We don't know what lies ahead, good or bad. But this we know that the Lord's word is settled in heaven that his purposes will be accomplished, that everything ultimately in the end will accomplish his purpose for his glory and for our good. So find comfort in Psalm 119, 89. If you mark in your Bible, I'd encourage you to highlight this or write it down somewhere and return to it often. What a comforting truth. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. With that, we're going to take some prayer requests.